Welcome to the Leverage Your Potential podcast. This podcast is hosted by the director and assistant director of Menlo College's Office of Internships, Career Services, and Study Abroad, Dylan Hull and Kelly Davis, in partnership with Menlo's Content Creation Club. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leverage Your Potential podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Hull, director of the ICS. And I'm joined today by a very special guest from the East Coast, Denia Talavera. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. How are you, Dylan? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, just for our audience, a little background on our, our guest today. Uh, Denia is an entry-level talent manager at Bloomberg, uh, located in New York City. And she's a 2007 graduate of Utica College with a Bachelor of Science in Business Management, which just so happens to be one of our largest majors here at Menlo College. So uh, let's just jump right into it. I'd love to have you give us a little bit of uh, an introduction of, of your current role, um, what you do on the on the day to day and just a little bit of your your background. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and asking me to do this. It's super exciting. Um, so I, as, um, as you mentioned, I work for Bloomberg. Um, I've been with Bloomberg for about a year and a half. And I've been on the entry-level campus team um, this whole time. And so I, I, we specifically, my team specifically covers all of the support roles on the business side of Bloomberg. There is separate teams that cover engineering roles and other um, more specific roles um, that we hire at the entry level. Um, and so in my particular role, I work with our analytics and sales business very closely, which is one of our largest um, departments that hire at the entry level. And um, I look after our New York um, efforts, San Francisco efforts, and I've also recruited for our Sao Paulo, Brazil offices, um, both at the full-time and entry level, um, full-time entry level and internship um, roles that we have. Um, I also cover other businesses um, that are um, that also recruit at the entry level, which is client financial services and new energy finance. Um, so all in all, my role is basically to really work with um, undergrads, grads that are looking for their first job at the either at the internship level or full time um, at Bloomberg and to help people understand what Bloomberg does, what are what is our services, what are our products. Um, how do we sit, how do we fit in the industry and the finance industry and then help people make that connection. Um, and that's really what, what drives me in terms of passion. Um, I love working with, um, with candidates really just to get them to understand what's their potential um, and get them have, ha let them have their first job or step at a first job, which is really exciting. So, um, so that's what I do in terms of my day to day. Um, that's the bulk of my day-to-day, -day, but I mean, I, I do work on insulary projects with my team, ad hoc projects um, all over the, around the globe um, in terms of HR recruiting. We do have a global component to our team. So I do work with our APAC members and, and EMEA members quite often, um, but it's, it's been exciting. And so I, I, um, every day is different. Um, and so it's just an exciting place to be. Hey, if you can land a job where every day is different, I feel like that is a that's a win right there. 
Very true. Uh, keeps things exciting. So you work with students who uh, are getting their, their internships or their first jobs out of college. So I'd love to just ask you what your first job out of college was and kind of what the path was to, to Bloomberg. Yes. Um, so as you mentioned, I graduated in 2007, which seems like eons ago right now. <laughs> Many years I ago. graduated too. So oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we're still young, right? Uh, <laughs> um, so at the time, I I went to Utica College is a small school. Honestly, it's a small liberal school, and um, it's it's gotten larger over the years. But when I went there, um, nobody knew about it. Um, I actually got to Utica in a, in a different way, but uh, I'm happy I went. I, it was a great experience, and being there, I, I, but I always knew I wanted to come back to the city. Right. So, um, as in my junior and senior year, I was laser focused on trying to either find an internship or a full-time role. My first role out of, um, I, 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 sorry, I couldn't get an internship role. It did, it wasn't working out. Um, but I did, I, I, my senior year, I spent so much time networking at the time Facebook had just came out. Um, I don't think I had, we had LinkedIn at the time. Um, so it was just about emailing, looking on job boards, um, and, and just trying to email and get my, my resume out there. And, um, I landed a part-time role at Lehman brothers. Mm -hmm. And so Lehman brothers was at the time, uh, a, a wonderful investment, um, you know, investment company, uh, financial investment. It was, it was a conglomerate, right? It was all over it was global. And I had heard about Lehman brothers through a friend of a friend. And at the time I sent my resume out, they, they contacted me. I had a quick phone call. And then when I graduated, I had an actual in-person interview the next week. Um, so where I wanted to be was in New York city and Manhattan, and it kind of all fit the mold. The role was for an HR part-time assistant on the HR team, HR support team. Mm -hmm. And at the time I didn't know anything about HR. My major, as you said, was in business management. My minor at the time was in advertising, um, which if I could go back, I'd probably uh, change it to HR. Um, but, um, you know, it was it was definitely an opportunity just to just to interview and, and get again, try to get a, a role. And so I interviewed and it went well and I, I got that's how I landed my first job. Um, so it was definitely through through the 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 art of networking, right. And just getting out there and getting your name out there. And again, we, at the time we didn't have LinkedIn. I didn't have any type of sourcing that I, I could use or sourcing tools that we have now, but it was definitely just thinking about companies that I knew of going on their websites, trying to find some sort of contact information. Um, you know, letting my network know my internal network, I'm looking for a role. Is any, does anyone know of anything? And that's how I, I got to, to have my first, um, my first job. And when I got to Lehman, I just was a sponge. I literally, my actual role was what, what we have now are ATSs, so applicant tracking systems. <laughs> so at the time we, that wasn't created yet, or they didn't leverage that, those tools yet. So I was the one who was tracking interview slates of, of the business roles that we were hiring. Um, and that morphed into um, new, new hire onboarding and uh, learning how to support new hires that are coming into the organization, I-9 processing, what does that look like, the whole onboarding process. So that's what, that was my first experience with HR, and I loved it. 
Yeah, and we have an HR concentration here at, at Menlo College, and a lot of our students go on to pursue that. I think that's your story about what you majored in and then the first job you got weren't, I mean, there was definitely some overlap, but it wasn't exactly what you had been training for. And I think a lot of students uh, upon graduation, in their, their first job, discover that that's the case, yeah. that they kind of have to uh, make the major, the transferable parts of it, the transferable skills fit yeah. uh, the job opportunities that are out there. You, uh, in looking at your, your resume, I'm always interested what path recruiters and talent acquisition professionals follow. Um, you have worked at about six to seven different companies, if I'm looking at your, your resume correct. And I have as well. Uh, I've kind of been in the higher education sector, but at, at different institutions and, and different areas within it. Mm -hmm. um, and we tell that to our students. You know, you're going to have three, four, five, six different careers, let alone mm -hmm. jobs. I'm wondering from your perspective, when you're, uh, when you are recruiting and thinking about um, the viability of a candidate, how important is it that you see consistency of, of staying in a job for a long period of time or consistency between what their major is and what the jobs are that they're applying to? I mean, what's your take on that? That's a great question. Um, so I would say when we were in school um, and when we were going through uh, recruitment processes, the mentality of having one job and being at, at, at one place and not, not moving around was more acceptable than it is now. I think, I think the industry has changed. I think the mentality uh, from, from a recruitment and HR perspective has shifted. Um, I think businesses are more accepting of someone having multiple roles or um, multiple roles at different companies. Um, and so I think in when I first started in HR, it was something, you know, that was a concern of mine. My movement um, in terms of companies, a lot of it was necessary. Mm -hmm. For one, Lehman Brothers went bankrupt, uh, <laughs> didn't exist. Um, and then my second role was at AIG. And AIG at the time was going through major, major issues with the government, the, the buyout, the, the bailout. And um, ultimately, the environment was not where I wanted to be. So I needed to leave. Um, and then my next role was um, was more of aligned with my interests at the time, which was when Bank of America and Merrill Lynch had merged together. Um, and so the first three to four changes in my career were done through necessity and because of the industry and because of... Um, just the environment. And so that's, that, that was my explanation when people asked. Yeah. Um, nowadays, I could tell you, um, and working with the business that I work with, I mean, it does come up as a question. Um, but you know, what I what I tell candidates and how I kind of phrase it is, look, it, it's, it's great. There has to be a reason why you're moving shit, like, or you're moving roles, or you're moving companies. Um, and if the trajectory makes sense, it's self-explanatory, right, on your resume. But if there are things that you can, as a, as a candidate or as a student, you can highlight it in your resume or, and or you can talk to it um, when you do get a chance to talk to an HR professional or someone in the business, um, that's the best way to, to kind of talk about your, your trajectory. I think now, as I mentioned before, the industry from an industry perspective, it's more acceptable, um, especially with... Um, with new students coming out of, of universities and getting into the different 
markets and different um, industries. It just, to me, it just, it's part of this generation. And I think it's part of the way um, you as a student or the, the generations that are coming out right now are getting more experience and gaining and trying new things, um, gaining experiences, gaining skills. So I'm all for um, the, the mindset of trying a new job or getting a new role or, or figuring out what, what's your fit. Um, but if there is a place that you feel like you can grow and take some time and, and get more skills and kind of progress in a career in a specific company, that's also great too. Um, it just, it's really dependent on your own personal career paths and what you want to get out, what you want to gain, um, in that. But, but I've, I know in the past it's been one mindset, but I do think it's, it's shifted and it's more acceptable now. It, and it feels like what it ha- what, what hasn't changed though, is being able to explain your story, like being able to explain your resume. Um, and that's, that's something that we try to emphasize with students is everything that you put onto your resume, you have to be able to speak to. So if there's a gap in your resume or if right. you have three or four different jobs, or if you changed majors, um, you have to have that. Why, why did mm-hmm. you, why did you make that decision and come up with that, uh, that through line? So let's talk a little bit about Bloomberg specifically. Uh, I know that you you give your stump speech in, in many different presentations, and I'll ask you to give a shortened version of it uh, today for our students. But you know, what are the typical entry level pathways for business students at here at Menlo College? Our our majors are accounting, finance, management, marketing, and psychology, uh, with a few concentrations in there as well. So what are the typical pathways, and how might a student go about you know engaging with Bloomberg? That's great. So Bloomberg is a financial technology company. That is essentially what we are. And we, um, we provide a core service, core services to our clients. And our services are centered around our core product, which is our terminal. Um, our terminal is, uh, has, has been labeled or is labeled the golden standard of the financial industry. And essentially what we do is we, our clients that have access to our terminal have access to so much data so many tools, analytical tools, communication tools, research tools that allow them to make critical business decisions day to day. And so Bloomberg, Bloomberg, for the most part is within the financial technology space. We also are a news outlet, news company. Um, we have a large news, news organization and we also work in different other industries such as um, pol- uh, politics, um, uh, new energy, like uh, with new energy and finance in different areas, um, in different markets. And so bottom line, we offer service, we offer services, we offer products that allow companies to make decisions based on data. Um, and our data is top notch. Um, and our tools are, are pretty advanced and complex. And so um, in terms of the entry level positions, so as I mentioned before, I support the business side of entry level recruiting. And what that means is there's certain businesses on the business side um, that will um, hire and students from that are either in their third year of college, so internships, even externships, so sophomore level students. Um, and then also um, people that are graduating right now or have maybe one or two years of experience after college um, at their first role. And so um, the main business that I support, as I mentioned, analytics and sales is probably the, 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 well, the most well-known group um, or department within Bloomberg that will hire, that we do hire um, um, entry-level students. And so this particular department 
um, works with, or we hire um, analytics reps to really support clients on the day-to-day um, on the terminal. So if you think about um, all of the, any investment um, investment company, any bank, any um, university, any agencies that have access to our terminal. So any, any one of our clients that uses our terminal day-to-day also has access to a support system, a customer service support system that will basically answer any questions they may have. And these questions are very complicated or very simple. So um, it, it kind of runs the gamut, but within the financial sector, there are very complicated questions around different parts of the, the market, um, how companies are trending, what's happening, um, how, how, what functionalities do we have on the terminal can help them make these decisions. And so there is a representative um, really helping them kind of navigate our tools, but also the market information. And so we hire um, our, our hires that come into this department get trained on not just our product, but also the market. So they get a wealth of financial knowledge within their first year, year and a half. And then once they, they become subject matter experts um, on the tool, but also in the specific market area, they then transition into our sales department. And our sales department is um, really the revenue generating department of Bloomberg. It's how we make most of our money. And within sales, you really are becoming consultants to our clients. And a lot of our growth and um, our, our ability to just to be where we are is based on our relationships with our clients. Our clients really rely on our tools, right? And they, 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 they rely on our data. And um, all of that comes from a relationship building and it comes from our sales department. So you become part of the sales department, um, really um, managing client accounts, managing client relationships, owning specific regions and uh, becoming that liaison with our clients to make, to make sure we have the right, um, right tools out there. And then, um, you know, the trajectory and pathway into Bloomberg can change after that. If you decide to go back to analytics or if you decide to to try different departments, that's totally up to you. Um, so that's one department, but then there's other departments that really um, so, um, revolve around customer support. So we have a Bloomberg customer support team that handles any inquiries that come into Bloomberg, um, either hardware or software. And we really are, um, you become again, a subject matter expert on our tools and our clients to really help provide support. And there's other, other teams and other departments that, um, work around data and technology with finance. So that is our global data team. Um, And they are really much focused on the integration between the financial knowledge that runs through the terminal and how the terminal is actually running, what what the the functionality behind behind that, and then kind of making it kind of work together. Um, And then so, I mean, there's many other teams, but overall, the one thing that costs across all of our departments is um, the financial piece. So financial interest and customer service, working with clients, client facing. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. And I know our students listening will really appreciate that overview as well. I know some companies, especially large companies like Bloomberg, uh, Mm -hmm. doing an internship is oftentimes uh, critical to actually getting the job after college. Is that yep. the case at Bloomberg? Is it, what's the conversion rate from intern to full-time and how yes. important is it to do an internship in order to be considered for the entry-level jobs? Yeah, that's a good question. So, um, so I would say an internship is great. If you can land an internship as a junior, um, as a third year student, that's amazing. I totally would. I wish it, like I, if I can go back to my junior year, I would hope I would try to get an internship somewhere. Um, 
it, it, it doesn't determine or it doesn't determine if you are going to go back full time to that company, you can take an internship and say, look, I, I tried it for summer. I didn't like this, or I tried it for summer and I loved it. And I want to try something else. Um, but what it does is help you gain experience and it helps you really understand an industry, a company, whatever you're focusing on at the time. Um, for Bloomberg specifically, our internships are, are amazing. It's, they're, they're just well thought out, well crafted. All of our businesses are really invested in the interns and the internship itself. But um, if you don't land an internship, that does not mean that you, you can't get a full-time role. We actually do hire more full-time roles than internship roles um, for, for the majority of our businesses. So um, I pick on analytics because it's the closest to me, but analytics, for, the, for example, we, we hire a specific number of interns a summer but our full-time roles are probably double or sometimes triple that number. So we're always out going out in the market, looking for, um, for students that are ready to grad, like are almost graduating, ready to graduate or are in the marketplace already and want to learn about Bloomberg, uh, don't understand Bloomberg or have heard of us, have used our tools and are interested in learning more. And so that's how we can, we can make uh, more hires. So, so you don't need an internship to get a full-time job here. Um, that's definitely not the case, but just from a recruitment perspective, if you can get an internship, that's, that would be, that's great. That's just great experience. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, taking us a little bit outside of Bloomberg and kind of going back to, to you, uh -huh. uh, I noticed that you are a member of the community affairs committee of the association of Latino professionals in finance and accounting. And, you know, one of the things, of course, that we're always encouraging our students to do is engage with the community, uh, you know, for a variety of reasons, not, not least because uh, it looks good on your resume, but also because it's good networking and professional development. Mm -hmm. um, tell me a little bit about what your association does, uh, the Association of Latino Professionals in Finance and Accounting, and why you feel it's important to be a, a member of groups like that. So that's great. So the group that I'm part of, which is Alpha, um, I was very, very much active when I was a student. Um, it's a national organization. It's an organization that started really um, focusing on Latinos and professionals that that had that had accounting majors and just wanted to get into the industry. Over the years, it's morphed into not just accounting majors but finance, and so it's become this broader. Um, networking opportunity for, for students, for professionals, um, people that are in the market already to really meet with other folks um, um, and just get, get more information, get more, more experience. And so um, when I was a student, it was definitely, that's, what, that's when the shift was changing. Because um, I don't have an accounting background and I, I don't have an accounting interest, but I definitely wanted to be in finance. And so that's kind of how the connection happened. Um, and so I was very active in school um, from a national perspective. And then I was, when I graduated coming back into, coming back to New York City, I was more active when I started working at Lehman Brothers. And there was um, a lot of alpha members at Lehman and across different, um, different in, um, across the different banks um, that we worked with. And it was just, it just was great. We networked socially, we, ne we networked professionally, attending um, training sessions. And I was part of a communities board that helped really help students um, within chat, like student chapters at, at more of the local CUNY schools to really help um, create events and help get Alpha out there, um, which is still active to this day. And so 
Um, now that I've been a professional for, for a couple more years, um, I've, I've, I work with Alpha in a different capacity now. And so we at Bloomberg have a great relationship with Alpha um, at the student level and at the national level, um, which means that we work with many student chapters across all of our target schools and, and all non-target schools. And we constantly work with them to talk about Bloomberg, to, we host sessions, events, we, we attend symposiums at the national level, we attend the, we attend the national conference. And this is just a great way to get in front of many, many students that have an interest in this industry, um, but that are Latino, right? Latino or Latinx and that want to be part of this, this world. And so that's how the connections um, the connections made. And I've had um, the pleasure of hiring many, many alpha students um, into this organization. And I look forward to, we, we, we always expand every year on how we can uh, grow the partnership. Um, but that's, that's how I landed at alpha when I was a student. Excellent. Excellent. I'll have to look a little bit more into that association for ourselves here at Menlo College. I think that yeah. that's a great affiliation for our, our current existing finance clubs and accounting clubs to perhaps explore. Mm -hmm. So uh, coming up to our, our final question, and this is a question we ask every guest of the Leverage Your Potential podcast. What are you reading, watching, or listening to right now that you would recommend to our audience? Oh, <laughs> um, reading? I, I wish I had more time to read right now. <laughs> fair, um, fair. Uh, reading, I'm not doing that much of, but um, watching, and this is not professional, like not school related or anything. <laughs> uh, it's, it's up to you. Whatever you think is good, something to relax to or something that gets you motivated, something that inspires you, anything. Um, so I... I've become more and more of a Netflix watcher. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, there's so many shows on Netflix that are, that are really good. Um, I mean, the one, the one show that I, that I can think of that I think this audience might be like, might be interested in is, I don't know if you've heard of Cobra Kai, which is a series. I have, a lot of our students have, uh, have raved about it. <laughs> Um, I highly recommend, <laughs> I highly recommend watching that. It's such a, I, you know, we were born in the eighties. Right. And so when I, when that, when the first movie came out, um, Karate Kid, I was still a baby. So I, I saw it much later, but, um, it was such a, it was great. It was phenomenon. Right. And then Karate Kid two came out in three. Right. And so, but then so many years passed and then all of a sudden they came out with this series of like just rehashing that story and just giving more life to other characters and the way they filmed it the way they they bring the movie the movies into the fold is so creative mm -hmm. um that it's just it appeals to me but it, i'm sure with our generation but also to the to the new guys right the new generational folks that have probably haven't seen karate kid or don't know about it um and then they hear it and I recommend watching the movies because it makes sense. Um, but I told, I mean, it's such a great show just to like relax, like just to not think about work or anything that that's, that's pressing right now because it's such a, such an escape. So I totally, that's one of the, 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 the shows that I think about that, that would be great to watch if you can. And I think it's so important to have shows like that with all of the different calamities going on in the in the world today. It's nice to check out and watch something uh, that'll put a smile on your face. Totally. <laughs> well, Denia, 
thank you so much for joining our Leverage Your Potential podcast today. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I told, you know, one thing just to leave the students with one note, if I can, yes, um, you mentioned about resume, right? Mes resume building, understanding your resume. Um, I really do. I, I encourage to all of the students that I, that I am in contact with, that I speak with around um, just leveraging your experience. So um, there's so many things that you can leverage on your day to day in terms of either schools or part-time roles or anything that you encounter that make you you, make you diverse and, and will make you stand out in the interview process. And that's just not for Bloomberg. I, I, I say that across any, any role that you are interested in or company that you're interested in. Really take the time to understand what your passions are, um, what, your, what your motivations are for applying to any role and then making, connecting those dots. And once you have that, I think your story and your messaging will be much clearer um, to, to whoever you're speaking to, if it's not, if it's HR or if it's someone in the business. So I really encourage students to take the time to really understand about what they're, why they're applying to a role, understanding the industry they're applying to, and then really, again, bringing those, those examples to the forefront and that will help you, help you make your story. I love that advice. It, it echoes so much of what we share with our students. So I appreciate you uh, you saying it as well. Connecting the dots is uh, one of the most important aspects, especially when you go to write that cover letter or go into the interview, mm -hmm. um, be able to really explain how each part of your, your life story up until that point connects with the future opportunity you're pursuing. Well, our guest today has been Denia Talavera, entry-level talent management at Bloomberg. Thank you again for joining us today at the Leverage Your Potential podcast, and we'll see you in our next episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Your Potential podcast. This podcast can be found on anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. Please give us a rating or a like and let us know what you think.